This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a short-term resolution is passed by the House to keep the lights on for the next few weeks. The Senate has still not made up its mind on what kind of raise federal employees will be getting. And are medium-sized government contractors getting left behind? These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The House passed a seven-week continuing resolution that will keep the government open through November 21st. The short-term deal would give the Office of Personnel Management an additional $48 million and the authority to move nearly $30 million more from the agency's trust funds to keep operations running. The Trump administration has said OPM will face a $70 million funding gap when the security clearance business moves to the Defense Department on October 1st. The Senate is expected to vote on the CR next week. Still no word from the Senate Appropriations Committee on federal pay. It was not mentioned in the final version of the 2020 Financial Services and General Government Spending Bill. The bill and two others cleared the committee and are headed to conference with House leadership. Congressional leaders will need to settle their differences over a 2.6% or a 3.1% raise for civilian federal employees next year. The Agriculture and Transportation and Housing Bills also cleared the full Senate Appropriations Committee. The Agriculture Bill includes $25 million for USDA's upcoming relocation of two of its research bureaus to Kansas City. Members of the House Oversight and Reform Committee seek more feedback from the Government Council of Inspectors General when it investigates misconduct within its own ranks. Congressman Elijah Cummings, Jerry Connolly, and Mark Meadows introduced a bill seeking greater transparency into ethics reviews done by the Councils of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency, or SIGI. The bill would require SIGI to brief Congress on the number of its investigations and to justify when it decides not to pursue a case of alleged misconduct further. The United Auto Workers is not the only union under the watchful eyes of federal law enforcement. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin to explain. The former treasurer of an American Federation of Government Employees local receives a two-year prison sentence plus probation for embezzling $82,000 from the union. Elizabeth Jones was a member of Local 331. It represents Veterans Affairs employees in Perry Point, Maryland. Jones's main technique was forging signatures on checks she wrote to herself. The local president, the VA inspector general, and the Labor Department all helped nab her. I'm Tom Temin. Agencies are out with their first-ever customer experience plans. The plans outline how they'll use customer-facing enterprises to measure and report outcomes and expand their CX profiles. The creation of these plans were a 2018 requirement in the Office of Management and Budget's Circular A11 guidance. OMB says many high-impact service providers are planning to expand their survey mechanisms, and analytics will help implement new customer experience surveys. More customer service training and call center consolidation are future government-wide activities. The National Institute of Standards and Technology is doubling down on efforts to build cybersecurity into Internet of Things devices. Next week, NIST plans to host a workshop on the human factors behind IoT after gathering feedback on cybersecurity standards from industry. NIST Chief Cybersecurity Advisor Donna Dodson added that agencies need to move toward a zero-trust model when it comes to shoring up IoT cybersecurity. 
Four recommendations to improve the confidence of the federal IT supply chain. Federal News Network's Jason Miller is here with more. The Homeland Security Department-led public-private task force finalized two tactical and two strategic recommendations to improve the technology agencies buy. The Information and Communications Technology Supply Chain Task Force recommended agencies only buy IT products from original equipment manufacturers or from authorized resellers. The task force also suggested agencies should rely on a trusted vendors list or a trusted products list. The other two recommendations on the strategic side include understanding cyber threats and sharing information about cyber risks. I'm Jason Miller. The Navy's 10th Fleet assembled its first official cyber competition to participate in contests going on through the end of September. The team consists of 15 members of the 10th Fleet. They'll compete in capture the flag, cryptography, web exploitation, and reverse engineering challenges. The team will use their talents in events like the Department of Homeland Security's President's Cup Cybersecurity Competition. A $7.5 million grant from the Defense Department goes to Virginia Tech. The grant is for lowering the latency in network systems. Network latency is the measure of how quickly devices transmit information to each other. Researchers will develop a framework to guarantee faster communication between systems. The project will involve fundamental research and experimental prototypes to validate the framework in the real world. The use of pre-award audits for pharmaceutical contracts saved Veterans Affairs more than $386 million in fiscal 2018. And over the 10-year span of the contracts, the VA Inspector General says the agency could avoid spending more than $22 billion. The IG yesterday released details of its 22 pre-award audits it conducted in 2018. The report highlighted not only the cost savings, but also challenges with proposals from contractors, including inaccurate or incomplete information that could have impacted the contracting officer's decisions. A new study by the Government Accountability Office confirms it's tough to be a medium-sized government contractor. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. GAO looked at 10 years of contracting data and found companies that had been getting small business set-aside contracts had a very hard time getting work once they outgrew these small size standards. Out of 104 firms that graduated to medium-sized status midway through the decade, only 2.5% continued to receive government contracts of any kind. GAO says Congress could choose to address the issue in several ways, including by creating new new set-asides just for medium-sized companies. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And the White House is withdrawing its nominee to lead the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Politico reports Jeffrey Bayard took his hat out of the ring after the accusation that he was involved in a barroom altercation surfaced. The administration will reportedly nominate acting FEMA Administrator Peter Gaynor for the position. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.